You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the latest episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast. We're at season 10, episode 41. Uh, I'm John, I'm your host for this tonight, and joined by Tony. How you doing? I'm alright, thanks. How are you? Good, good, good to have you back on. Oh, no, pleasure to be on as always. And we've got a junior reporter who, well, now West of Scotland, you can't help but keep on calling it a junior. <laughs> uh, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fine. It'll take a while to get used to that. I, I thought it maybe take me at least a good couple of seasons. Well, so, I don't know if I can call you a West of Scotland football reporter yet when you're knowing about covered games. Oh, no, exactly. That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a followed, <laughs> followed reporter. But uh, good to have you back on as well, Donald. Yeah, it's great to be back. Enjoyed it the last time I was on, so um, it was good crap with yourself and, and Scott Johnston that was on the last time. So it's nice to meet Tony. Likewise, Donald. Mitch. Again, again um, through obviously through Twitter, um, like the last time. Obviously, Scott was on. We've interacted, but we never met. Um, and then obviously friends now on Twitter with yourself, Tony. So it's nice to meet, put a face to the name. Uh, I, it is great. I mean, I've been trying to get rid of John for years, but you know what it's like. Haven't they blocked him yet? No, 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 yet. I'm not, I'm not going to hurt. You were, you were almost rid of me with all that rugby league chat before the podcast started. It was a rugby league podcast tonight. Uh, so, bye. We'll get to that in, in future. Um, so, uh, it's a big weekend, a big week actually coming up. I was thinking earlier, there's not much on. There's just a couple, few league fixtures and that. And then, oh, shit, the Scottish Cup finals at weekend, isn't it? Of so. yeah. And also as well, but when your team's not in it, you're not as interested anyway. <laughs> um, so there's that. Then you've got the Bet Fred Cup over the next couple of nights. And then just the general league stuff as well. Uh, it's going to go back to last week and Europe Thursday. Rangers get the job done, won the group. Mm, a record amount of points for a Scottish team as well. Aye, they did. Was, uh, I, I, never, I never watched the game. I never watched Rangers or Celtic that night, so I was only keeping updates on uh, through social media. But um, gone by the reports, I think it just shows you the, the depth <clears throat> that Rangers have got in their squad just now. That the guys that's coming in know that well, I need to take a wee chance here in the night to keep maybe get a starting position. There's, you can't. You can't. Um, there's no player in that team at the moment that's performing under par, maybe Morelis as such, but he's doing a lot more obviously off off the ball and, and interacting and scoring goals. But it it was a it was a great result. And they've got quite won the group as well, because Benfica only drew. Um and it's kinda of showed today I watched the draw on my way to my work. Um and they've come out favourably, I think, with a with a draw against Antwerp. Aye, that's a good draw for Rangers. I mean Aye, I think- just going with what you're saying, Donald, I mean, the thing as well with Rangers is they're not having to rely on Morelos this no, season, no, whereas previous years they have. But, it's been mm-hmm. him and when he's been off the ball, there's nobody else stepped up to the plate. I mean, you only need to look at, obviously, Tavenier. It's just amazing just what he's gone through. The new, but it's, I mean, the goals is just unbelievable. That 17 goals and the, amount, and the amount of assists. And then if, if it's no him... Roof's chipping in with goals. The big boy Itton is coming off the bench and starting, and he and he's scoring like he did the other night against Bosnian. Um, 
It's Arfield's back in the team and he's scoring. They're all, they're all, everybody in the team is is producing and, and uh, rather than Morelos. Arfield seems to be the one that's impressing me, if I've got to be honest. I, I was never a, a fan of Arfield. I always thought he was a, an all right player. Um, but this season, whenever you watch Rangers, he seems to be the one that's pushing them forward, more or less. You know, he's got that bit of the one with the passion and the digging is, is like, he's just like making them a strong unit. And he always seems to be involved in stuff. Um, I'm really impressed with Arfield, I've got to say. He's probably been the I, best I've seen. I think, I think his, when he first joined, he played, he played, in a kind of, he played up front almost, well, mm. off off the, on the right-hand side or the left-hand side of sort of Morelis. And then, he came off of obviously I think like a two a two or a three year constant run of games because he had been playing a lot of international football with Canada, um, and I think it took its toll eventually because he he, he drifted away with the team, and it mm. but, he got, but he got a rest and as you say he's come back in but he's dropped back into a more he's a more kind of right sided midfielder role which has been his position through Masty's career. Um, and it's now proven. Obviously, he's the man that's taken Rangers forward. He's he's the danger man in the midfield. Mm. Kamara sits there. Davis sits there. He's the one that's gone forward, getting in behind the strikers. Because you're looking at the defenders are all looking at it's Morelos, it's Kent, it's Roof. They're taking him away, and then all of a sudden, Arfield is a man that's pushing forward and drifting, drifting in, getting you the goals, creating chances. You look. You look at the defence as well. I mean. Not only is Tavernier scoring, but he's playing well in defence. They've That's got Barisic, who's obviously said. doing good. And obviously Goldson. Goldson, yeah. Goldson's chipping in with goals now. I mean, I don't know how many that, how many he scored this season now, but it must be at least about six or seven. Well, I watched I watched the first half. The league, certainly Goldson. I watched the first half of the, the Dundee United game, if I'm being honest. And you know what? They look for set pieces and also the game against um, Lake. Um, Le- Osnan, their set pieces are great because Goldson's up there. The amount of headers that boy wins for um, corners. And he, I mean, I think back to the game against Celtic, I mean, it was him that scored the goal from a set piece. Aye, aye. You know, so it's, they're, they're having areas and positions where they're threatening teams where they never had in previous seasons. You would never have really worried for Rangers with a corner. You know what I mean? You never really had that concern, I don't think. But now, with set pieces, I, th- I think you're, you're, you have to be tight on them, otherwise they'll score. That's it. <clears throat> That's it, because you look at the two fullbacks, both of them can hit a, hit a free kick. Mm. Both of them can de- deliver really good balls into the box. And then when you've got the advantage of somebody like Goldson or Balogun or whoever, maybe it's Alander mm. or whoever's playing centre-half, it's it's dangerous when it comes to situations like that when Rangers are attacking. It's right across the whole team. Mm. I think Morelos will keep his place. Seems to be. Seems to be at the moment. Uh, maybe longer, the longer it goes without scoring, then they might get get dropped and maybe Atten will come in or they might decide to maybe move Roof, maybe more centrally, play him up front, maybe push a Rebo. Maybe is this sort of right side, but it's, it shows you that they've got options. That after they were to take Morelos out of the team, 
they've got two or three, you can look at it and you think, oh, no, they could do that or they could do this. So. I would like to know. I would like to know. Wonder what the long term strategy is, Morelis. If it's a case of they're going to keep them and make them number one, or now that they've got obviously the other strikers in now, will they try and get rid of them at the end of the season? <clears throat> because it, yeah, because it just seems to be constantly he's been linked away. Yeah. I've never known a striker to be linked away as, <laughs> as long as we has been. I think he'll go in the summer. Mm. I think next summer's a, almost a certainty that he'll be the player that they'll that they'll sell to anybody. They've got, they've got two or three there, obviously, that are kind of valuable assets now that can generate a bit of money. But I think he's the because they've got that many options now up front mm. that he now becomes probably the saleable asset. If you if you were to sell Kamara or um, Barisic, they've got they've got. Decent cover to bring, well, maybe not so much Kamara, but I see it's got the boy Bassey there now that can come in and replace him. Um, but Morelis is expendable for a good for a few bob. Aye. We bet the darkness though, keep it in again. Aye, saw that yesterday. Aye. Saw that in the highlights. I think you're always going to get that with Morelis. I think that's a risk you, you, you take when you play him. I, I don't think you'll ever get it out of him. I don't think you'll ever be able to have a kind of Gary Lineker striker out of him. You know, I mean, he's not that player. He's he's he's, he's got to do that occasionally. So I think I think you just need to accept it. I, I, I can't see any other way. You accept it or you sell him. If you play is him, you have to accept it. Is he maybe not as good a player though without that edge? Probably. Probably Look at Suarez. I mean, uh, I, I honestly believe if you took away, you know, with Suarez is you know in that little rascal, that little player that everybody kind of hates. Would you say he'd be the player that everybody thought that was or thinks is? You know, I mean, he'd just be another striker. I. A lot of the good players have got a wee bit of the devil in them, I think. Anyway, mm. uh, but the other side of Glasgow Celtic, obviously, mm. it was a. A tie, which didn't mean too much in the grand scheme of things because Celtic were out, but we better be mm. restored. I, do you know what? It it was good in the sense that he actually played Sorrow and Turnbull in midfield. They look good. Aye. What I saw. And do you know what? Do the clips that I saw. Fans have been begging to see Sorrow play for like God knows how long, honestly, because he, for whatever reason, Lennon's never. Picked the lad, and it was the same with Turnbull. We bought Turnbull, and we never played them. Um, so for them to to come in and play really well, and I and you know, I mean, just show that they've got something about them. Um, I, I thought Kamala had a good game, um, because he wasn't the lone striker. He was kind of in and around the box kind of thing. He wasn't just through the middle, which I really, really liked. Uh. It's daft goals that they lose. No, no matter what happens, it's still defensively that they're, they're losing silly goals. Um, that's the only thing that would still concern me. But in general, aye, they played a lot better. And then you've got your own threat, set pieces again with Julian. Yeah, I mean, the only issue, only worry I have with Julian is he's a, he's a set half that looks potentially 
a risk of being injured at any point. He's got that Thomas Ronyer thing going on where he looks like he's made of glass. That's the only concern I have with Julian. He seems to go down at least twice a game. And you, you sit there and you watch and you think, oh, no, he's injured. You know, and you start panicking. If he stays fully fit, he'll be all right. But it's, 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 it's he always seems to be ready to break. I only saw highlights of the Celtic game, but did Ayer play right back against Leo yeah. as well? Yeah. He's a good role for him, isn't it? Because he loves getting forward. I will. And, yeah, and, uh, he's starting to do step overs and everything. I've like seen, seen this move <laughs> up against uh, Aye. The Norwegian Robic, Roberto Carlos. Um, <laughs> it's, do you know what? He's, he's all right. He, he, he's good in that position. He reminds me a wee bit of Lustig in, in that aspect where he's not an attacking fullback. So he's got he's, he's stay and defend quite a lot more. Um, but he, he does. He, it's hard to describe. He doesn't look like a fullback because he's so tall. He's he's built as a set half. So when he's out in the right hand, right back position, he looks gangly and he looks out of position. But he's done all right. So I can't I can't criticize the lad. Gives Frimpong a bit of protection as well. He's bombing up the right. Mm, to me, I'd probably try and give Frimpong a wee rest. To be honest, he's still a young lad. I'd probably give him a wee rest for a bit, whereas everything's all kind of gone. A wee bit pear pear shaped of the man up at the club. Um, give him a wee rest, give him a defiling line. Um, and maybe I don't know, bring someone else in for a wee while and then bring him back in. Um, I, I, feel, I feel sorry for the lad because I watched the game, the two games, and the two games he does get filled quite a bit. And I, I don't think there's anything malicious. I just think because he's pace, he gets yeah. filled a lot. So he's kind of coming off and then going back on. And I think in the Leo game, he, he got injured with his head and his back, I think, when he crashed into the boards. And in the game on uh, Sunday, he got a bad one as well. Um, I think he was taken off. Uh, so I'd maybe give him a wee rest. The last thing you want is for him to kind of have the same injuries as Tierney had because he played so many games. Um, yeah, so, no. so I'd maybe try and give the lad a wee rest. That's just my view. Yank Turnbull plays his way into the cup final team and his performances over the last two games. For me, you can't change the team. No, you don't. He, yeah, you can't. Hazard stays in goals. Turnbull plays. <coughs> Sorrow plays. You can't go if he goes back to Brown, Christie, McGregor in the centre amid that, that, that triangle, and Celtic get beat. God help him. I, I, that's all I can say. I mean, nothing will happen to him. But God help him in the view of the Celtic fans because it'll be just like him and him alone's decided to go back. Aye. You know, I still play, maybe. I don't like, know. But I, I, I've always had a feeling that there's a bit of an issue between Christie and Celtic this season, whether it's been Christie's wanting to leave or something. I, I've had this niggly thing going on that Christie's not happy. Um, and Christie may, may be one of the ones who wants to leave. Because um, there was a, quite a lot of speculation before the end of the last transfer window that Christie could be off. Um, and I was a wee bit surprised that he never, because it seemed to be a lot stronger as the window was coming to an end. And normally that kind of gives you a wee bit of an indication that a player's ready to go when you hear more and more about it. 
Um, I don't know. I, I personally wouldn't change that team. I, I don't know what you guys think has been. Oh, I wouldn't. Ne- <clears throat> I wouldn't change it. Mm. It'd be a fool to change it. I don't want to worry you, but Neil Lennon supposedly has said that um, he'll be the players that got him to the final that will probably play. I, I, I heard this uh, earlier on, and it, it baffles me. It, it baffles me. I, I, I don't. I don't understand this. So they've had a week and a half to rest. They've not had a game. There's no March. I, I, I don't get it. Either play them some point or uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, that's Lennon ball. As I said earlier, I'd almost forgotten about the final anyway, so it's a weird situation whereby you've got a Scottish Cup final getting played in December, but obviously it's been a strange season anyway. Mm. In terms of the game itself, are you worried about Hearts? Yeah, I'm now. (laughs) (laughs) A month ago, I wasn't worried whatsoever. Um, I even said in the podcast there'll be a walkover um, and that's when the bad spell started but um, after watching the last four games I mean I, anything can happen it, it really can with Celtic I'm slightly worried I still think we should win but you never know I don't I think if they go away if they go with Sorrow Mm. And uh, tumble, Tundle. yeah, and and I think they'll win easy. I think they've too, too way too much for Hearts. If they drop, if they drop back and they, and they bring Scott Brown back in, um, then well, I don't know. Hearts on the day on the day are, are capable of beating anyone because they've got decent players. They've got a decent setup there, and they'll come. They're, they're going to come straight back up. Um, but I still I think Celtic will have enough have enough to win it if if they play the team that's been playing the last two games. Uh, do you know what they are they are capable because like the opening ten fifteen minutes against uh, St Johnston. Um, sorry, Kilmarnock. Sorry, getting all, all my teams mixed up. Um, against Kilmarnock, they were good. Second half, they were good. The first half after the first opening 10 15 minutes wasn't great. And what I would say is that I think if, the, if a team attacks them on the counter attack, because a wee bit of quality up front, they're in trouble and then they will lose goals. That, that's the only concern. Aye. I know Hearts have got Boyce, they've got Naismith, so they've got, they've got a wee bit of quality up front. Hearts have got nothing to lose. Yeah. I mean, they've got nothing to lose. They're getting into this game as massive underdogs. All the pressure's on Celtic. Mm. Massive pressure on Celtic. Um, obviously, even more now because in, in, without the, if there hadn't been any trouble in the camp in the lead-up, uh, all the pressure would have been on Celtic, but it's escalated even more, mm. even although they've won the last two games. Uh, so Hearts are getting in there with nothing, nothing to prove. They, they can just let us all go and try and express us. So, they might end up getting gubbed three or four mm. Um but they've reached a cup final. Uh, but I, I, I take Celtic to win it three three one. There's a Craig Gordon factor as well. Uh, aye, aye. 
Ah, you've cheered me right up, I tell you that. <laughs> Last year was the Fraser Foster <laughs> final. <laughs> this year will be the Craig Gordon final. But yeah. I am not sure if you win 12 trophies, it will be uh, the quadruple treble, which is crazy. It is crazy, but it's weird in some ways because it feels like ages since we celebrated a winning a trophy. Because obviously the league was certainly the league. but we've actually won a trophy, but there's, there's not been anything to celebrate. Yeah, you know what I mean. Imagine put it this way: imagine you when you had won the league last year, Aberdeen had won it. How gutted would you be after all that time? No, be there and right, not yeah. have, anyway. <laughs> there'd be a part, you know, it'd be got to die, obviously. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you'd be pretty pleased still. <laughs> so, I it's it feels weird the whole Scottish Cup thing in December, uh, the final, it just it feels so strange and bizarre. That, that's what I'm saying. It is, mm-hmm. it's literally flew under the radar. There's been no, there's been no, well, there might be now because it's a, it's now Monday and it's a lead up to it, it's the week before the final, but. It's it's been surreal that there's been hardly any talk about it or hardly mm. any uh, because it is so strange and having it at this time of the year and everything else. You would think that you'd be talking about it more, but it hasn't it been? <laughs> Not even even for Celtic fans. I mean, because obviously we've got Rangers in the second of January, so the cup final's kind of been forgotten. Ah, exactly. That's the game. That's the, the game that you're looking at. <laughs> yeah. So like. Uh, I'll be honest, but it probably only dawned on me last week that the cup final was coming up so soon um, because there's been no build-up or anything, as you said, not even in the papers, really, or anything. No, uh, no, nothing at all. You've got the, the weather could be a factor as well. I think it's the rain all week, so it? it could be a bit of a leveller. Mm. But, uh, but aye, Celtic, Yank, should win comfortably. Uh, I don't know about comfortably. I'll go with, I'll, I'll go with 2-1. Two one, two one. I think I'll be quite close. <clears throat> I think three one. I think one three one. Aye, that game will be Sunday anyway. So I'll be interested to see what happens in terms of who Lennon puts out, and maybe maybe that could give them the wee boost that they need to to get the season going. <laughs> 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 uh, because the thing is, as everyone said, you think at some point Rangers will maybe have uh, a bad spell. Maybe it won't. But I think I think they will at some point, but I think they've got it there that their wee bad spell will be them grinding out one 0 wins. They don't they don't look like as if they're going to lose a game or a draw a game. They're, they will they will go through. I mean, at the moment they, they're playing great football and they're winning. Although it has dropped off a little bit in some of their games, um, but they'll, uh, they'll have a spell where they'll struggle. But you still look at it and you think. Are they going to lose that game though? Yeah, like a one 0 win. Maybe have three or four consecutive games where I hope they St. Johnson and they win. They win two one away to Kilmarnock. They're winning one 0 They might not be defeating the teams that they have been at the moment three or four now or whatever. But that could be their bad spell. What so done United got given an all right test. They never did. I did. I. They were compact, hard to break down, and when they. But even still, when they got the, the goal and went one all, you still thought Rangers will probably get something. And then, moment of brilliance from Tavernier, mm. the commentators up was it McCoy's was saying, Oh, he, he won't hit it. They'll not hit it. And they weren't sure as well, would it be Tavernier or Barisic? That's the, 
a luxury as you were saying earlier, Donald, that they have. Aye, the, the two fullbacks that can take mm. two really good free kick takers. Postage stamp stuff, wasn't it? Oh, that's D- a great D- cool. Dundee United have had the same problem <laughs> I've been talking about all season. There was absolutely nothing up front with them. I mean, what I seen was it was a case of the lump up Rangers get it and then Rangers had possession. Dundee United would get it again and they would try a long ball again to try and get out. Um, they're just struggling up front. They really are, and, that, and that's where the problems are for Dundee United. Defensively, I thought they were all right. At, at the yeah, back, yeah. I thought they seemed quite good. Um, midfield seemed decent enough. Their shape was quite good as well. I thought because they, they weren't giving Rangers too much space or gaps, and when Rangers, and Rangers were trying to move it around. They weren't giving any space to them. For what I saw um, in the highlights, Dundee United's main threat came through their defenders when they were having set pieces. Big, <laughs> Reynolds, big, big Mark Reynolds was causing a few problems at, at the back for Rangers, so he was. Um, mm. But as you say, there's nothing up front. That, that's where they need to, because I think they've kind of relied on Shanklin too much, and it's, it's not happening this season. I think, to be fair, the lad, he's came back from an injury, and it's taken a while for him to get back into the groove to what he had last season. Um, and I, I just think I, they're, they're really struggling. I think for next season, or even in the winter break, sorry, winter break, the winter transfer window, a bit of striker that I'd be looking for to I try and help them out. I need to think it's more creativity. They've got Nicky Park, yeah. they've got Shanklin, they've got McNulty. They need that wee bit of creativity, we need someone that will give them, get balls into the box. Um, Nicky Park was out yesterday as well, but I think they're uh, going to be back to the war against Rangers in terms of the game. But aye, a wide player that's going to help them out, which I think a few teams need. I think, yeah. I think Dundee United are all right, though. They're not going to get, I don't think they'll get sucked into a relegation battle. I think there's, there's a good few teams that's worse than Dundee United. They might, they will probably still slip down the table a wee bit, but I think Hamilton and St Mirren are far worse teams than what Dundee United are. They'll, they'll survive. I think St Mirren are right. I'd agree with Hamilton. I think Hamilton are poor. Uh, aye. For the year that they, they might go down. But I know St Mirren are nine games unbeaten on a good run. Oh, they're, they're in a wee run, you know. They're still down there, obviously, at the bottom of the table, mind you. They're not really pulling their side. Other teams are winning as well, though, aren't they? So, yeah. really... how, how, how do we look at the league table, actually, funny enough, just before I came on? And I think it's, there's only something like, is it three points to separate the bottom three or five points or something? Yeah, four um, points, aye, separate. Aye, aye. It's, what is it? It's... Uh, Ross County at the ball, and then there's Hamilton, then Simon. Simon's got a game in hand, and if they win that game in hand... I think they jump up to something like eighth. They go above two teams. Uh, aye, they likely would go at eighth because Livingston have got a far better goal difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they've picked up eight points out of the last four games. And like, the only other team in the bottom half that's really picking up points is Livingston. Mm, that was a short... Sh- 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 after the weekend, actually. Yeah, I was going to say that. I felt uh-huh. that was above a... Uh, Ross, Count- Ross-, Ross County's got 13, Hamilton 14... St Mirren with a game in hand, 15. St Johnson, Kilmarnock on 17. Livingston in 18. Yeah. So they, they jump right up, St Mirren, with one victory. Uh, they, got their, they got their victory for the COVID, didn't they? Aye. Aye they get a 
still ended up healed, wasn't it? Aye, it is. Aye. Or that can make things interesting because Motherwell shot up the league with the COVID. I know. Uh, <laughs> you look at their form and you think, yeah, wait a minute. They've lost the, the last four, but yet they're up to fifth. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was crazy. But in, in terms of Ross County, Aberdeen played them at the weekend. I never watched the game. I've watched most of the games this year on the Red TV. But I, mean, I actually managed to get out because we moved to Tier 3. Hallelujah for Tier 3. Out for a wee bite to eat, which is nice. <laughs> Welcome treat. Um, but I made points as main. Cut us main came in for Cosgrove. Scored a double. Job done. He's someone that I think when he was signed. Fans were a bit critical, but I think he was always going to be maybe a backup or something like that. So, aye, good luck to him. Good for the lad to get a couple of goals. Keep there was... There was a wee bit, I don't know if there's any truth, you're maybe no better than me, John, obviously being an Aberdeen fan, but there was a wee, did you read the rumours about Newcastle? Been interested in Cosgrove. Cosgrove, I heard that one, I... It, it was on Twitter and I, I never, a, a few articles appeared on people's uh, timelines that appeared in my timeline and I just saw them and read them, I didn't actually go into the story, whether it, there's any truth in the rumour or whether it's just somebody making up. Suppose it's one of them. You would think if you, I mean, if he's going there, he's not going to be a starter. No, it, it, it's going to be to fill a place in the squad. So it's whether if they are interested, does he want to go there knowing that he's only going to get maybe get a proper chance if Wilson gets injured? Aye, aye, he's Carroll, maybe Carroll, because Carroll's maybe a bit by. Um, I've been interested when I think from what we've seen this season, we're a better team without Cosgrove, which is strange to say when he scored so many goals last season. But he just doesn't give that same pressing ability that we had with Watkins and other players. So it wouldn't surprise me if we go in January. Uh, we've been linked with Ross Stewart from Ross County, which is a very good signing. Ah, he was good against us. He's out of contract at the end of the season. Um, so uh, could be interesting. I don't know whether we're going for Watkins in terms of uh, what his situation is, but I would think he'll be in quite high wages at Bristol City, which would be a problem. So even if he takes a wage cut, can we afford the wage cut he wants? But Comax said <coughs> we are looking to strengthen in January. Another one we've been linked with still is Alan Campbell at Motherwell, which if we could get him, uh, that'd be some that midfield with Ferguson and Campbell. That would be tremendous. Um, bit of business if we can get him. And I think that's what the target is now for Aberdeen, trying to sign up the best players in the rest of the league. Mm-hmm. So good tactic uh, with that one. I've heard by all accounts, the boy Hernandez that we signed. Uh, I think he's away in January. Has he? Um, I don't know. There's been talk that the situation was the the link. I quite quite liked him. Atlanta, whether it was maybe a signing for them. Right. So, and that we might not pay money for him. I don't know. You don't know. I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting. um, I've got a fantasy football team. Keep forgetting, and uh, I've got him in my team, and he's. Hasn't he played for ages? So I'm not picking up any points. So I'm like, ah, you've obviously not trained for a while. Eh? Mm. <laughs> but, uh, um, but I really needed to just get a win at the weekend. I think that's what all we needed. Whether it was a good performance, bad performance, we just needed to get a win, and we did. So move on. That's the that's the Aberdeen AGM today, is it? No, it was. I I was following aye. it earlier. So there was talk. We've supposedly we've during the pandemic, there's been about seven million worth of money we've not been getting because of it. And I suppose you'll take into account, obviously, your gate attendance, your hospitality. Hospitality is massive at Fitzgerald. I've been a, a, I've been a big... Um, he's, he's been getting a lot of abuse through it, but I've, I'm quite a staunch um, admirer of Dave Cormack and his stance with regards getting 
fans into the games. Yeah. He's, the, he's the only man. He's the only fact. There's been a few people. I know people are following, but they don't really have any sort of um, credible sort of uh, what's the word stands really in, right, in football that's been on social media and saying, right, come on, it's let fans in, the hashtag let fans in, blah, blah, blah. But Colin Boyd at um, co-winning has a wee bit um, been forthright and forward that way. Um, but in, in senior football, uh, Dave Cormack's the only one that's consistently coming forward and asking a bit why uh, to let fans into games. Um, he was at it again at the weekend and I yeah. quite admire that, sorry. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's been we had the test event obviously, which went really well. And aye, that was the thing. Aye, we've lobbied to try and get another test event going, or we've asked about we asked about getting fans in over Christmas, even if it's maybe one, two thousand, and put out plans in terms of how we could socially distance the two thousand fans and everything like that. But the government just seemed as if they're no for it at all. And then I've seen, I can't remember who it was earlier, but they were talking about the games in England, whereby you've been getting yeah. two thousand fans in here, here and there. And the problem is, was that you've got some of the fans and then obviously the players are running up to the crowds. Naturally, your, your fans go towards the players. Things like that just put things in terms of getting crowds back up here further back, I think. Aye, um, because aye. I think that's what's going to happen. And it, it'd be very hard, I think, if I were to go to football, say for example, right, Aberdeen, I don't know, there was a test event, Aberdeen Rangers, scored a last-minute winner. You're not just going to stand and no. clap. No, clap even. Football's an emotional game, but I, I can't understand why we weren't allowed more test events. I mean, you see the situations at other. I don't know. You could go to the shopping centre. Many people. I'm I'm surprised there hasn't been more opposition. You know that, like as you were saying, there has only really been the Aberdeen chairman I, came out been, and yeah. said anything. Um, I'm really surprised that there hasn't been other clubs. No, no, it's been, it's been, it's quite strange that there's no been mm. any comment for a Kilmarnock or a Stirling Albion or a Hearts or a, yeah. um, or a Broth. Nobody, it's only been Aberdeen. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quite, I don't know what the score is because normally, I mean, even, normally even, they would all get together, you know. Aye, I mean, well, they, well, there you go. As of, it was obviously a, bit, a little bit too late there for the weekend there, mm. but it's now Monday. Um, and it was announced, obviously, last Tuesday that Dumfries and Galloway would go into Tier 1. Now, obviously, the whole of the south of Scotland, apart from Caledonian Braves, all play in the, the Tier 1, so they're all allowed fans in now, technically, but there's been nothing about... Um, even even today, I was on Twitter today trying to find out for the guys that run their social media accounts about this weekend coming, um, about whether fans will be allowed in and there's nothing coming for the government, there's nothing coming for the SFA um, as to whether Three Rovers and um, Wigton and Bladnock and, and even, but not even just them, Stranra, Annan Athletic, yes, yeah. Gretna. Queen uh, of the South. Queen of the South. They, 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 they should all be allowed yeah. uh, X amount where it's 15% of their capacity or whatever. And yet Ross County, the likes of the Highland teams and the professional leagues have been allowed fans in. I think the Highland League, though, the Highland League's not had fans in. Well, they no, they are, but they're um, it's split obviously because uh, the, the, a lot of the high there's half and half. Half the Highland League teams are in, in and around the Aberdeen area, mm. so they're no 
But um, the, the teams further afield, like Wick Academy, um, I think, was it Nairn? Nairn County. The Scottish Cup was on, obviously, yeah. Saturday. There was nobody allowed at Devonvale. Devonvale were playing their game because one of my friends, he'd went there and was watching the game for a field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but just up the road in Nairn, um, they, had, they, they had a crowd. I don't know how many was at the game, actually. Uh, I definitely saw the pictures and there was people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going back to Aberdeen, the other thing that was discussed at the AGM, and it's been a wee bit in the media this week, is the old Atlantic League that's still getting spoken about. But Aberdeen now are wanting to be part of it, which is interesting because before, when you've talked about Scottish clubs, it's only going to be Rangers and Celtic. I think Rangers might have some interest in it because, um, by all accounts, what I've seen reported is that Celtic are a wee bit against it. I don't know whether they see their eyes on a bigger prize whether they could get involved in some kind of European league in the future. Maybe that's why they're a wee bit reluctant, but I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Um, they had, well, Celtic have had that AGM the day as well. Aye, aye. Um, and nothing really came out of it, to be honest with you. It was, it was not up to much, if I was being honest. Um, I, I don't know where Celtic think they are, if they think they could get into some sort of um, Champions League league thing, you know what I mean? That I think the best thing for Celtic would be to go for an Atlantic League. Because um, I, I honestly can't see how, with the way things are, the way they're running everything, the way the, the squad is and what have you, to go into like that top league. I, I don't think that would work for us, to be honest with you. The Atlantic League would be far better. And do you know what? It'd be great having three teams in there for Scotland, if you think about it, realistically. Um just I, I I like the idea of an Atlantic League. Um instead well, of playing in Scotland. What's that? Instead of playing in Scotland. That's the thing. I, I what does what does the Atlantic League become? Does uh, that, that that's a problem. The idea of the Atlantic League's good, but I don't know if I want to leave the Scottish League. You know, I mean the bread and butter, you you know. Um, I, I don't. I don't want to be one of those teams that you know, like for example, the Cardiff and the Swansea, they play in the English Premiership, where the rest of the the League of Wales teams all have to like try and w- work their own finances out. So I don't know if I'd like that to be honest. And then maybe you would no be in playing the likes of the Scottish Cup. You could end up in a situation. Yeah. I don't imagine if they had this Atlantic League, it would be one league. I think there'd be probably a couple of tiers. Mm. Imagine if Rangers and Celtic are in different leagues and you lose your games there and stuff like that. It's it's a hard it's a one because... Idea, but I don't think it... Uh, it sounds great. It sounds brilliant. I mean, it sounds like... I mean, it's all about money. You know, I mean, the thought of playing like Porto... Uh, you know, then like a fire nerd, um, oh, yeah. and a Danish team or something yeah. like that. It sounds great, but I don't know. But there's they bring lot, fans. There's a lot of logistics involved, isn't there? That's a problem as well. Away, uh, away trips. You, you wouldn't get many fans travelling, surely. No, you, you, you would need... Who you, 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 you playing this week? I we've got Rosenberg away on Wednesday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then two weeks later, you're in Holland. Uh, <laughs> And then two weeks after that, you're back to Sweden. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they would do it. I th- do you know what? If I'm being honest, it's all pipe dreams. It's always the same. Until somebody comes with a concrete actual proposal, 
and says, this is what's going to happen, and this is what we've got to do, and this is when it's going to happen. It's all pipe dreams. It really is. And I think sometimes it gets used by clubs to get people in. You know, get your season tickets in, make sure Celtic are the worst for that. The Atlantic League always pipes up or us going to England before the season tickets are asked to be renewed. Mm. You know, it's... Uh, uh, I think it is whether there's been more talks about maybe the European League going to be happening. And then teams are thinking, well, if that is going to happen, we don't have to be left too behind. Because if that happens, it maybe becomes even bigger than the Champions League. Mm. Aye. Well, I know the English teams are not happy with the Champions League at the minute because... They want more money out of it, basically, and they think they're not getting enough money out of it. That's well, that's what it is at the minute with English teams. I think you'll have um, you'll be lucky if you have another five seasons of the Champions League as it is at the moment, and then there'll be a new structure. I think it's going to go to like a big massive. Well, off the top of my head, I was reading it's like a big massive league, isn't it? Um, of just. 32, 32 teams, that's it. Nobody else gets in, nobody else gets out. Split into two conferences, 16 teams in one league, 16 in another league, and you play every midweek. Mm. So it's Liverpool and, and Real Madrid, and then the next week, Man United, so whatever. So the four teams will be split. There'll be like two English teams in one, there'll be two in another one, there'll be two German, there'll be two, two French, two Spanish, two Italian, and that'll be your league. And you'll play um, every midweek all the way right through. Or there'll be gaps, obviously, for cup games and things like that. But you'll uh, domestic cup games. But you'll have, um, and then there'll be like a final at the end of the two group winners. Pot A plays Pot B, and don't get me wrong, it'll end up being you'll have like dead rubbers, mm. like, like Real Madrid versus uh, Red Bull Leipzig. Halfway through, where well, there's nothing at stake, but they're playing it for the cash. Yeah. What will happen though is domestic football will just die a death because what will happen is they'll be the big games, and you can they'll, see now they will be, aye, when, aye. when the league games come up, these teams will just play the reserve teams like they do with the cups. Aye, well, that's what will happen, and it'll be the domestic leagues that will, will suffer. I mean, it was a couple of years ago, Celtics just pricked up over them and. They, it was coming, they were making an announcement that if you'd won the European Cup previously, you could get straight into it. You could get straight into the Champions League. Aye, yeah. Y- you know, so it's aye, it's it's crazy. It's, it's all about money, as you said, you know. Yeah, aye, we'll see what happens. But you, there's obviously maybe been moves to try and get it resurrected. Or not, well, I resurrected, so see what happens. Maybe your, your man at Aberdeen may have contacts. He may know. Some of the big players. I maybe the Atlantic, his name forward, the Atlantic over in America. Aye, but I mean that's a Pacific, isn't it? <laughs> Thinking, aye. Is that what you're into? Aye, maybe <laughs> Seattle. Right. Aye, well, you know, oh, Washington aye, we'll, DC. We'll join the MLS. But <laughs> uh, did much about Celtic AGM? No, really. No, um, it, it, it was just basically the usual horse and pony show. Um, it, it was basically. Uh, why uh, Peter Lawwell was doing the things he was doing. Um, Neil Lennon spoke for a bit. The only thing that was quite noticeable was um, Neil Lennon gave the excuse that Celtic have been playing poorly this year because there's been no fans. 
apparently we're the 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 worst affected team in Europe. Uh, <laughs> seen, yeah. uh, I seen the talking uh, sport with Gary Caldwell saying that the fans uh, not being there has had an impact game. Imagine if the fans were there just now, how much abuse they began. I um, will. Well, I, th- I think would you call it, and maybe Celtic that's kind of pushing the SNP Notley fans into the stadium. <laughs> that, that's why I lols <laughs> lols <laughs> on the phone to Sludgeon every day. Why give another week, another week? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, uh, yeah, I tell you what, they're lucky. There's no fans and uh, the whole lot of them. Um, I there was nothing, nothing happened today in the AGM. It was just the usual. I think. All the resolutions get passed. They all get voted back in, um, and and that was the only thing that came out about Lennon saying that there was no fans in the stadium that basically caused. Um, I know what you're about to talk about phone. money getting spent in January, or that. No, you're joking. No, 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 no. They'll, they'll never tell you what they're spending. I mean, basically, I mean the statement they had. I mean, at one point we were having more statements and points. At one point. I mean, in the last couple of weeks, there was a statement that came out. They said that um, they'd back Lennon all until um, January, and then they'd review it. So he's got like three, two weeks, right? Two weeks, two and a half weeks. So, and again, the AGM never said anything different. Um, they just said that uh, he basically was a he was a world class manager, and yeah, yeah. So I didn't need changes. Go uh, back to the league anyway. I was going to talk about Livingston. Two wins since Holt went. Do you think Martindale is a candidate for the job or do you think it's someone else in? Mm, I don't know. Who's been rumoured? Has there been anybody? I've not seen any rumours. No, I don't. neither have I, no. There's I, think, been... I think they're hoping Martindale does well so that they don't need to get someone else in. Aye, aye. And he's always... started off all right. You always... It doesn't happen all the time, but... Nine times out of ten, you always got a wee bounce, don't you, when yeah. a team loses a manager and whoever it is, if it's a new manager that comes in or if it's a caretaker or whatever, they tend to have a wee, uh, a wee spotty, a couple of wins in the trot or whatever else. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what will happen in the in the longer term down the line. As you say, if if he's still there, in maybe four or five games time, or and how he because he. He's never been in that position before, has he? Oh, it's interesting. I was reading about him, and there's obviously been stuff spoken about his past, which we'll not go into in terms of off the pitch. But in terms of football side of things, he started off at uh, Livingston as a volunteer. Right. And he's worked his way up, and then he headed football operations. So I don't know whether it'd be, like, say, Glavini would have the head of football operations or one the managers, though. Maybe there's hope for us all. Maybe just start, start off as a volunteer at a club and then work your way up. Aye, aye. Was he an ex-player or anything, or was he just volunteering that? No, I don't think he has been, no. no. But he seems to, um, gone by two or three people that I know that, well, there's one guy that I know that follows Livingston. Um, he's got quite a bit of a clout about him now there. Hmm. He kind of runs basically everything. Yeah. So he does. Um, to top to bottom, it kind of all goes through him. I'd never heard him, to be honest. Not, right? when, when it's he took, it's only recently one. that I have as well. Yeah. It, it, it's been very, very quiet. Um, and obviously now, because he's taken over the, the running of the team, obviously he's in the kind of spotlight. Um, but for what you've heard, it uh, definitely has, he kind of he, he runs the show. But basically there, it was basically him. Gary Holt was the kind of 
um, public figure that was on the trap. He was he was doing everything behind the scenes. Yeah, the players certainly speak highly of him anyway. Um, and the chief executive said that he wanted him to take the job before Gary Holt took it. So I think it's almost nailed on that he will get the job. Mm. Aye, aye. And aye, I mean, his resume so far in terms of two win- two games, two wins. And then he I can mean, take his team to a semi-final with the League Cup as well. That was a good result against St. Johnston because St. Johnston had a bit of form yep. going into that game. And I was quite surprised the Livy won that. To be honest, especially away up in McDermott. Home to Ross County on Wednesday. Aye, fancy Livingston for that. Aye, you would think so. Aye. Dunfermline, St. Johnson, Aloha Hibs, St. Murray Rangers, that's your four quarter finals. If I was to do a prediction, I'd probably say Rangers, Hibs, Livingston. Who was the other one? Who was the other game? Aloha. Aye, Hibs, Hibs are away to Alloa. Dunfermline and St. Johnson. Dunfermline's at home to St. Johnson. That might be well as an upset. Yeah, I think, did they not get beat till the weekend, Dunfermline, though? Did they not get beat off of somebody? Uh, I might be wrong. I thought they get beat. They did. Morton beat them. Aye, at home. Aye, I Ma- thought Morton that. With, Morton without a manager, obviously. Um, aye, that one went under the radar a wee bit as well, aye, with David, David Hopkins leaving. Aye. But supposedly it's been partly done because of... He said, "He said I'll go to save some money." All right, all right. I think he could have just said, "Well, I'll keep, I'll still work, but I'll no get paid for it or something, or take a break." Right, right. Because he was always at Levinson. Remember, he was at Levinson before Hall. He was. Aye, aye. Did a great job. Who's taking the Martin job then? Are they just didn't yeah, the assistant manager or something? Aye, aye. Just now, aye. I've not heard any rumours about that. Who's? Oh, Martin Canning. Martin oh. Canning, ex-Hamilton manager. Aye. I think he's his favourite, prime favourite to take over as new Morton manager. I quite they're like bad. They're not bad. He's a manager. Done all right with Hamilton. Mm. A wee bit unfairly treated because of Hamilton, the budget there's nothing. Um, kept him in the Premier League, what, three seasons? Uh, mm. And then and then eventually he gets sacked. Like, he's been, I thought somebody would have picked him up a lot sooner. Ken, there's been two or three managers' jobs that's came about the country where it's been in the championship or, mm. um, in the Premier League, but nobody's picked them up. Aye, quite often you see the same names touted for all these types of jobs aye, in the championship aye. or lower, lower Premiership. It just depends if your face fits. Aye. I think it seems to be the same guys who go around in America. America aye. Aye, it's the same up here as it is down south. <laughs> Tony P- your Pulis and your Pardews and your Mark Hughes. It, it, it seems to be if you get onto the mainstream media radio channels, you'll be able to get a gig as a manager. That's it. That seems to be the the way at the minute. I mean, um, I do you know what? Sometimes it's good just to take a punt on somebody. Just taking somebody who's done a decent job somewhere and just go we'll go with it and see what happens. Just we were saying about Martin Cannon. To me, he could do a job at Livingston. He, could. He, he, he could do a great job at Livingston. Aye, aye, that's what I said there. I mean, his job that he did at Hamilton, um, it was very, very um, underrated, considering what he did. Keep them in the league. Every year, kept them in the league with no budget, no nothing. And then eventually he gets sacked. And, and you would have thought, well, quite a few teams would have turned around and said, you know what, he's done well, we'll take him. 
Partick mm. Thistle has been looking for a manager in between um, Air United. We're looking for a manager when Ian McCall left. Yes. Uh, but no, it's quite surprising, obviously, but obviously he's going to Morton, but that's the talk. Good team to go. I think Morton are a good team to go to because they're quite good at like breathing youngsters, getting youngsters into their team and everything like that. Um, I always think they're a good mid- middle-of-the-road team you can develop, and if you can work a wee bit of magic in them, I mean, there was a couple of years ago they nearly get promoted. They've been in the playoffs a couple of times aye, as well. Um, so if, if you can have that wee bit of spark and do something with them, it's um, wonders. Great ground as well, Capolo. Oh, you, t- you took the words <laughs> out of my mouth there, John. Tremendous, <laughs> isn't it? I, I, was about, I was about to turn around and say there, it's up there in my top three stadiums in, in Scotland. Aye, no, it's great. Capolo. Capolo, I've been to a few games. I've managed to even get there. A Renfrewshire derby, which was superb. <laughs> I've been to a few of them. Um, not Capolo, but the old Love Street. Uh, uh, so I went to a few of them. It's mental. I, I, I never ever realised how big it is. Uh, until uh, I big rival. Yeah. Oh, why it's called the Renfrewshire derby, I'll never know. Because... I know. They're an Inverclyde. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but it's still a derby. It was good. Um, Remember as well, obviously the away end isn't it covered, and I'm pushing it down. So the current fans were getting absolutely soaked. And I don't say the Morton fans were loving that. <clears> I, mean, I don't think I've had the Saint fans with their off and all sorts. And... I don't think I've ever seen uh, Carpolo in glorious sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the charm. I know, and any time you see footage of an old Morton game or even recent Morton games, it's pushing down. Aye, <laughs> it's snowing or it's windy. Or... I only ever went once, and that was the centenary year with Celtic. So you're talking about 87, 88. Uh, and I only give some memories of it, and I just remember it being raining. It was, it was, it was raining. We, I remember Roy Aiken missed a penalty, or he scored a penalty. There was a penalty involved, and we won 1 0. Um, and that's all I really remember about it. I don't remember much about the game, but I just remember it being a, a crazy stadium. It's mental. It's, it's it's a weird, weird stadium. So basically, last week on the on the Twitter, I wanted to ask Morton fans if they've got any memories of seeing games in glorious sunshine. It always, it always rain. <laughs> well, there, there you go. See how we were just talking there about obviously going back a wee bit about um, fans getting in the grounds, and I was talking Aye. there about South of Scotland. I just seen my phone just went there, and a, a notification for Keller Rovers. Aye. Who obviously. Based in Dumfries and Galway, obviously Kirkconnell, right in the right on the border, uh, but play the football obviously in the West of Scotland new league. So, sixty-seven teams in the West of Scotland and Keller Rovers potentially will be the only team that will be allowed fans because they're based in Dumfries and Galway. So they've just replied to my tweet that I put out earlier, there, um, mm-hmm. and they've said they're waiting in the guidelines from the SFA. Here they will be difficult to achieve, but we will bust a gut to comply. Soulless without the people who matter most there. That was a that was a reply to me there. On, on That's Twitter. a great thing about uh, social media getting these live responses. Mm. And, Aye, I know. <laughs> responding as well. Aye, yeah. good luck to them. Yeah. yeah. How, how many times? How many times have we said? Surely at that level, it must be the easiest way. To try and get fans back and you know have them segregated. You know, I've yeah. always seen build up for the bottom. 
Build it up for the bottom and work your way up. Start with the, the West of Scotland juniors or West of Scotland now per a bit. Um and then and then continually rise, then go up to the low lone league, Highland League at that level, then go up to division three, two, one, and then finally the Premier League. Yeah, because I've, I mean, I, I I go and watch, I've mentioned before in this podcast, I've watched Runcorn a couple of times, and Runcorn are like in the 8th division, and you only go in one entrance point to get into the game, so it's not like, like say for example, a, a top league stadium, where you've got like thousands of gates to get in, you know, you're going in one way and you're coming out, maybe you can open up another way through the club shop or something, so these grounds, surely there must be a way you can do like a one-way system. Or something where you can have fans all separated and everything. There you must think, be a way of doing it. They would have it well covered, these teams. Yeah. There's no way teams would want to start and have fans back and something happens that causes football getting stopped. They, they, they've got all these teams have got plans in terms of how they can manage it, but mm-hmm. obviously the government just aren't interested. If they don't test, they, they'll never know. No. That's the thing. No. We need to wait till everyone's had the vaccine. Aye. Aye. Mind you, aye. I'm in. I'm in the list. I don't know when, but I'll get it at some point because obviously I've started my new job. Aye. Uh, I got an email last week. There was no date or anything, and obviously I'm a wee bit further down the list. Obviously, care homes and frontline staff. Obviously, I'll get it first, but I'm on the list to get it anyway. Obviously, because of my, because of my job. I don't yeah. know when. That'll be you bouncing then. Aye. <laughs> Chopping on the Bob's nose. I'm next, all right, mate. Next time I'm on the podcast, if you see me with three arms, <laughs> <laughs> Once, I, you'll be able to turn around and say, all right, you've got the vaccine, mate. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to say, you'll be the one with the three arms with three pints. Aye. <laughs> you're I the the Bob. Aye. Every cloud. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, aye, another game, another game, Mother Wells St. Mirren. Motherwell still struggling. Plenty of chances they had. Mm. St Mirren seem to be clinical at the moment in terms of taking chances. I the goal. I have seen the goal. Um, that someone scored. Um, the the boy Ubika done well to get the space to get the shot in. Good save by the keeper. The thing that I was a bit surprised. I I, I don't know if you've just seen the goal, but the ball comes out and it goes past the Motherwell defender. Um, for the and, and then the Simon player McGrath gets it and not makes him to score. Um, it, the Motherwell defender seemed to be caught out from when the keeper saved it and then making a reaction to clear it. It seemed to just kind of trundle past him and the Simon yeah. boys came in and hit it. Folk are um, saying maybe the Motherwell defender doesn't do enough, but he, I suppose it's speed when the, the ball bounces off the keeper. The defender's not expecting maybe where it's to go. And I, I know there's a wee bit of expectation that it might end up mm-hmm. there. Bank probably the speed that happens, make it off. Good finish as well. Much right, as it is an empty net, you've still got to get it by the the defenders and they manage to mm. get it away well. That's his third goal in three games. He seems aye, to be a no bad player. Aye, I've, I've been quite impressed with him any time that I've saw him. But, um, and as I said earlier, he's been in nine games unbeaten, but aye, they are still down near the bottom of the league. And they've got the tough, enviable task of playing Rangers. Tomorrow so night. can't Cause a shock. When we discussed it already, you for Rangers are going through it. Yeah, I'd say Rangers. Yeah. Depends on, I don't know what kind of team Rangers are put. It'll be interesting to see. I'm expecting to see two or three changes in the team for the team that played on Saturday or Sunday, sorry. Uh, but 
no matter no matter what the, the team Rangers put in, you're expecting them to to go there and probably win convincingly. I think for the Rangers fans, I think not only would they like to win the league, I think if they could do a treble, well, they'd be over the moon. Honestly, and at the minute. You wouldn't put it past them, to be honest with you. Well, the, the the pressure's on now because obviously Celtic's out that's cop now. Yeah. So Rangers are big, big time odds on favourites to win it now, which is a first um, mm. for a while. That that obviously in other years they've been getting to semi finals and, and finals of cups, but it's, Celtic's obviously been the big obstacle and the big hurdle. Now mm. that they're not in it, it'll be interesting to see. How they how they cope because the pressure will mount the further it gets obviously into the semi final and then if they get to the final, um, the Rangers will be expected to win this trophy and it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they how they go on no matter how they play. I yeah. think I, th- I think it's spot on because like if they win it. Then that's them broke that who do not have enough. Yeah, the bubbles, so the bubbles. Yeah, aye, they've, they've got the first big trophy. Aye. If they if they manage to muck it up. And no one. I know. Then, that then it puts plays all the on pressure head. on the league. Yeah. All the pressure on the league. I could only be able to throw in the cup. You would think would be Hibs. You never know. Mm. The cup. Anything could happen. Shocks. Everything. But Hibs look the biggest that um, out the teams that are left. I'd say so as well. But you, then yeah, you, you never know with Hibs. You never know what team turns up with them. Yeah. Um, Try to think. Do we cover all the games? Or do we forget? Eh? I've got a habit of forgetting one of them, but I don't get Pelters ball. Um, from Saturday? Aye, we had Aberdeen Ross County, we had Motherwell St. Mirren, Hamilton Hibs. Oh, Hamilton Hibs, that's right, there we go. See? And I was just talking about Hibs as well. So. <laughs> Mirettes uh, are going down too well. Hamilton looked awful, to be honest with you, um, on Saturday. Um, the fourth goal for Hibs, although it wasn't a great goal per se. It's quite interesting when you watch it because the Hamilton defence just go run ragged. It's like they're all looking around there. They've been dragged out of position. Um, the cross comes in. The keeper kind of punches it out. I think it falls to Nisbet's foot and he just taps it in. But if you watch over the build-up, the Hamilton defence was like all over the place, and that seemed to be the way all during the game. They were quite wide open and they left huge gaps. I mean, there's definitely big concerns in terms of the amount of goals that Hamilton are losing just now, and then they're struggling for the goal as well. So it, it doesn't look good for them, apart from the fact, though, they're fortunate that other teams are struggling with Ross County. Aye, aye. And Hamilton just backed over how to escape. The only thing is, I don't know whether Brian is, is Brian Reese maybe the right man for the job just now. I don't know. They've been fortunate as well with the with the COVID situation as well, because Hamilton got awarded points, didn't Aye. they? Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a, a victory for them that pulled them. Because if they hadn't have got that, they could have been they could be the team that maybe slightly adrift down at the bottom there. But mm. picking up those points with no having played a game um, has kept them sort of still there and in touch with everybody else down the bottom. We were talking about Martin Canning. To me, Brian Rice is going down that kind of road of being that manager of the Hamilton 
have and who they'll probably get rid of. You know, not not in the sense that there's anything wrong with him tactically or what he's doing, but in the sense that he's trying to get out of a performance out of the team, and nothing seems to be happening with him at the moment. You, I think you know? I think Brian Rice is more suited to being a coach. A number, a number two, or a first team coach. We, because I think that's what it was. It was all that. It was at Hamilton, wasn't it? When Martin Canning was manager, he was yep. like first team coach. I think that's his best role. I don't think he's suited to be a manager. Um, he has been it, and other other times, I just feel he's more successful in, in the way he comes across and the way he's being so on the sidelines on a day to day basis and a Monday to Friday. But no standing in the touchline on a Saturday. It works in interviews as well, quite despondent. I don't think I can't see him getting the players beat up just now. No. It looks like it's affecting him. Um which it must be hard well. because you've not good you've not got the money, you've not got the big huge fan base either. You know, what I mean to try and bring money into the club to, to get extra money. Uh you can only really work with what he's got. And if, if nothing's really happening with that squad, I think so. Templeman's their man, isn't he? If, if, if he doesn't Templeton. play, Templeton, sorry, He's if he doesn't job. play, well, that's the go. That's that's where the problems lie, because he's he's basically their star man. Ah, uh, it's not looking good for them just now, but we'll see. It's still early days in the season. Um, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I was going to touch on the West of Scotland, much as we've not been able to see any of the action in terms of what's been going on so far. Pleased about Robert Love, we had him on the podcast earlier in the season, and Anne Banker flying high. They're doing well. I, are they? I, I, I've been, I've been mightily impressed. Cushion uh, Naddy. Yes, he was now at play- Robert Love. Aye, aye, now playing at Anne Bank, which was a big, he's been about clubs, mind you, hasn't he? Uh, aye. Recently, anyway. Um, but yeah, they seem to be they're doing fantastic. So they're. I don't. I think when we spoke to him, I don't know. I think he would die in an ideal world. He was thinking, oh, maybe I would good chat, do well, do better than we've done. But I don't think he was. You even thought they'd be up there. Uh, no. Going top of the league. No, I, I certainly never either. But then, the kind of the teams are probably going out there. Well, see, there's no for them the teams in, in the the conferences. There's no. Um, there's no promotion. No, I know. So the, the, there's a wee bit, there's no as much pressure maybe on the teams. The players can go out there and just express themselves a wee bit more. Um, so you're noticing two or three of the different groups where there's been sort of teams that you, on it, you've seen in the junior level recently over the last wee while who have struggled, whatever else. But this season, there's no shackles or sort of relegation. There's no. A lot of people have been saying they're kind of glorified friendlies that you're playing, but yeah. um, it's a bit sad, obviously, that for teams, maybe somebody like Anbank, if they do continue up and they finish top of the table, sadly, they're not going to get promoted, uh, which mm. is a, the downside of it, but it's good to see. Ah, you just hope for it's their good, case. good to which, see different. Yeah, you hope for their case that they keep the players together and when things do return back to normal and there is um, something to play for in terms of promotion that these players are still there and they can go again. Aye, aye, exactly. And I think Robert will attract players there. Well, he's got he's got a wee bit, he's got the pedigree there, and he's got the contacts. He's been about the teams. He's been at Cumnock. He's been at Talbot. Um, 
So he's been every medal, I think, as well. He's played uh, the juniors, he's played the amateurs. Aye, aye, so he'll know, he'll know people. He'll do a, he'll do a good wee job there at Anbar. Uh, the Premier. Clyde Bank at the top. Uh, Troon. Troon, sorry, because the Clyde, Clyde Bank game was off. Aye, Clyde Bank was postponed. Uh, aye, through COVID. That's been, that's been quite well, the... Was it, again, because I'd heard that uh, Darvel, supposedly, the test and protection has been wrong. And the players have been cleared to play, so I wasn't sure if it was because of COVID or whether it was because of the pitch. All oh, right, right. Oh, well, it could have been. Uh, I'm not. It was COVID. I heard it anyway. Um, the game before had been uh, for COVID. I know. Aye. But uh, even Mick Kennedy was on one of the football forums saying no, oh, being cleared to play. So I think it was maybe the weather that might have. Oh, possibly then. Uh, oh, there was there was two or three. The weather the weather. Um, that's been the one thing that's been quite. Uh, that I've noticed since the start there's been very very few touch wood because <clears throat> you don't want it to happen but it's been the weather that's been the victim of the games uh, at, at that level um, and no COVID uh, there's been very very few games that's been called off through Do you think that's maybe because they're a wee bit more no stricter but they're a wee bit more cautious over than say that the top leagues because there's so much and, and they could go wrong. Really. Possibly, I could be possibly, I. Because, like, if for example, say a club gets a uh, and West of Scotland football, say for example, it's not just the club; it's then the people that the, the club's players work with. Ah, exactly. Say, That's you know? the thing. Obviously, it goes to their work. They've got to then self-isolate. Then the people that they yeah. work beside have got to be tested as well. So it's the domino effect. So maybe maybe something with other that we were more stringent and what happened yeah, with regards yeah. to. I suppose we've not really had the right bad weather yet, though. Pardon me. Um, so. No, we've been. It's been. It's it's been rain really, isn't it? We've no, but we've not had snow or a real bad sort of runner. Um, bad weather. It's been just a deluge of rain really. That's that's caused, and that's like nearly Christmas. <laughs> I does feel like Christmas in and it's the league. The league's been. I mean, they don't have any um, very, very little leeway with regards uh, getting the games because they're still. I mean, that's the teams are all involved, obviously, and a lot of the teams are now in the big Scottish Cup, um, the South Challenge Cup. That's running. Yep. Um, they did talk about running another cup competition at the end of the season, but I very much doubt that will happen. But if games are postponed, uh, there's there's little leeway, obviously, for them to get them fitted in. Like they'll continue, obviously, the next week. Or if it's a cup game, it'll be played the next week. If it's a league game, quite a good thing with two or three teams that I've noticed already, because there's no relegation, there's no promotion taking place. I think it was um, who was playing. Somebody was playing on Saturday. Uh, they switched the game. Was it Blantyre? Uh, aye, a lot of switches, isn't there? Aye, they switched the game, but what they did was they've actually just forfeited their home game anyway, so when they go to play them again, they'll still be away from home. Right, uh, aye, which is thing for the teams that have got bad pitches, like there's aye. a two obviously in there that uh, their pitches are not the greatest, so they might end up playing almost maybe three quarters of their games maybe away from home. 
and rather than home. But they're getting out there and they're getting the games played because the boys just want to play, don't they? Yeah, aye, definitely, yeah. Aye, the teams are involved and playing about. They're happy to be. Aye. But Trin, Trin's doing, that's a good start for Trin, top of the league. Clyde Bank have been the top team there um, recently over the last three or four weeks. They've been the team that's kind of uh, been in form. But obviously with their game being off, Trin's taken advantage and, and went to the top. But it's surprising for me because I've been, I looked at the, I thought Trin would struggle again this season. They struggled last season. Um, but, they're, but they're playing really well. I thought the teams that, that was at the bottom of the league last season would still be, even though there's quite a few teams now in it. Um, so I looked at Trin and I looked at Rob Roy, uh, Bember, but they pulled out. Uh, and then I looked at the promoted teams that uh, well, expected Darville to be up challenging. You're finding it a wee bit tough. Um, but I thought Blantyre, Cumbernauld, and then Bonneton. I think Bonneton's struggling. Uh, they've, if you've been brutally honest, Bonneton probably shouldn't be in this league. Bonneton should be in the conference, but because the the anomaly of where they were, Bonneton were coming for the south of Scotland league and are actually a tier above yeah. the west of Scotland, so they had to put them in at the same level. Um, you can tell that they're a wee bit out of their depth. Uh, it, it'll be a bit of a kind of... Uh, it'll be rough and hard for them this season because you can see them taking a few hidings. Um, hopefully they'll ride through it and they'll get better and they'll find a level eventually and then progress. Aye, it'll be a learning curve. Plus it gives Hogwarts a wee derby as well. It does, aye, aye. So, but aye, aye, aye that's, one, that's one that I hope to get to, obviously, if the fans are back in, like to go and see a, the Bonin against Hurlford. But I mean, the only situation that might be good is usually you do end up with games postponed this kind of time of year and then by the time it hits about May, you get games Monday, Wednesday, Exactly. Monday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Saturday. So, I know that'll be that'll be me. Plenty of football for us to see. Aye, that, that, that exactly. should be typical. <laughs> that should be that should be the year where the weather's perfect and there's no games postponed. Really. <laughs> I know. Name it week games. We don't get that. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of touch on, I don't know whether you can have been, you know, as much, but Glasgow City, the European tie, they lost the first leg two one, so they've got a, a tough task in the return fixture at Broadwood and Wednesday in Sparta Prague. Sparta Prague, aye. And then they lost to Rangers yesterday. Aye, that was, now, so. that was a thumping. 5-0. Aye. Aye. Rangers have invested heavily to try and win this league and they've signed a few Glasgow City players. Aye, they have. Alex and Nicola Doherty and Kirsty Howitt who scored against him yesterday. Um, so, aye, tough, tough going there. I don't find it. Uh, I think that this, is a, this will be the first season I think Glasgow City will feel. I think over the, I don't follow the women's game Massively, but I've, I delve into it and I watch two or three games now and again. Hibs were the team really that kind of really just the, the Rangers and Celtic won the day in the women's game. It was yeah. mm. Glasgow City have dominated for so long, and Hibs were the were the team because they've nicked a few Scottish cups and I think they yeah. won the league. They won the league maybe once. I don't know. I could be wrong there. Um, but um, now, obviously, the Rangers are, are there and, and Celtic to, to an extent as well. Of, I've invested in their teams that there's now obviously it's a, it's a good league now because I've got yeah. Glasgow City you've got Rangers you've got Celtic Hibs are still there um, so you've got the four of them uh, up, up there challenging this will be it'll be interesting to see how Glasgow City cope because they've had it kind of quite relatively easy haven't they over the past 
13 years so they've won the IPL which is tremendous it's interesting the Hibs situation Hibs and Career a wee bit of period of transition and obviously the fact that Celtic and Rangers have improved but they they lost the Hearts Hearts have won, won their only game and it goes against Hibs it just shows you it just shows you though that the 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 impact that they're having because it I've noticed that uh, I think Rangers have got a is it a Venezuelan uh, player that plays for them? Is it, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and and an Indian an Indian girl as well that seemingly she's massive over in India, because yeah, it's obviously cricket's the main sport over there. But um, in terms of women's football, she's meant to be the kind of the big star. Uh, that Rangers have got her as well. It kind of adds to the appeal, obviously, mm. in their, their image. Aye, and the, the investment definitely helps as well. They, they have decided to invest. So at the moment, Rangers are top of the, the men's league and women's league. Aye, aye. It stands. I think, I think Glasgow City will... I think they'll win. I think they'll have enough to beat Sparta, Prague and Wednesday. Whether they go in... Depends on the draw, obviously, but whether they go any further, I don't know. They certainly got a good run last year. Um, but once you get into the realms of drawing... Leon and Wolfsburg and the other, and then obviously the, the English league now is just even even the uh, like Tottenham is it they've got that Megan Rapino playing for Tottenham and is it Alex Morgan I think she's she's yeah, in England she's yeah. in England now too mm. um, but the, the English teams are just snapping up all the best stars or whatever so be, you could see you might in the next three or four years see a wee kind of dominant shift maybe for Leon and Wolfsburg having dominated in Europe for years and years that you'll see the Chelsea's and the the Arsenal's and the Tottenham women's teams kind of dominating in Europe because of the money obviously there's no aye, aye BT Sport and that aye on. that's yeah. where the games are on aye between BT and the BBC sure but aye good luck to Glasgow City and Wednesday anyway before they get through aye aye good luck to them definitely uh, the lower league predictions so Chris represented the podcast last week Ali Graham was 4-3 up it's still 4-3 we got a draw first draw so Chris predicted that Ali would beat a broth and Ali predicted I think it was oh, I'm trying to remember Strindor and Stenhouse Bear would draw um, and then they both predicted a correct result even though it was a correct score so aye it's a draw that week just gone by so Donald I'm going to give you the honour of representing oh. the podcast this week okay no pressure oh. no, no pressure, pressure. <laughs> could what have told me this earlier aye well um, we'll get what Tony do you want to put, take the games for the, or <coughs> choose the games so we'll take yeah, a game from League the Championship uh-huh. a game from League 1 and a game uh-huh. from League 2 right uh, go with the championship. Uh, just going by Saturday's games, probably the best one is Dundee Dunfermline. Uh huh. Dundee Dunfermline. Need to be see. I'm going to try and get the league table. Aye, <laughs> uh, I find the league table can help in some teams who scored, but then mm. uh, who scored recently? I couldn't find uh, the leagues below the Premiership. I used to always get the the leagues right. Championship and everything like that. Dundee, Dunfermline. Dundee's struggling in aren't they? They're quite hit and miss. Dunfermline's sitting second. Uh, 
obviously get beat for Morton, mind you. Um, uh, Dundee with Charlie Adam in the middle of the park. Mm. 1 0 Dundee. 1 0 Dundee. 1 0. They're due to hit a bit of form, Dundee. The, the team they've got, they're struggling, but they shouldn't be where they are with the players they've got. Ah, oh, you would think so. Uh, let's have a wee look at uh, the games in the first division, League One. Uh, Cove versus Clyde, East Fife, Forfer, Falkirk, Airdrie, Montrose, Dumbarton, Partick, so Peterhead. Uh, just try to see what the leaks. Try to see which ones are the best. Falkirk and I think the top Falk- three are all in the top three. No, Airdrie slipped if you don't know. The top three are all Falkirk, Partick, Thistle, and Cove are the top three. Falkirk, Partick, Thistle, and Cove. Trolls to Martin, maybe. Aye, that's Fourth a good thing. Montrose, Dumbarton, aye. Where are Clyde? Clyde, Clyde are second, second bottom. bottom. Are they? Aye, Montrose, Dumbarton, then it's going to be. That, that, that's a toughie. Yeah. <laughs> At least it makes it tougher. Aye, aye. I'm going to go... I'm going to go on the way to see Montrose's form. Montrose have scored 14 goals, lost 14 uh-huh. goals. Won the last Dumbarton, two. Dumbarton have scored five, lost six. Aye. In the goals. Montrose went to Cove Rangers and beat them 2-1 and went to Airdrie and beat them 1-0 both. Uh, I'm going to go Montrose to win 2-0. Okay. That was a good so, result for them a couple of weeks ago, then going beating Cove Rangers because I think Cove Rangers will win the league. <clears throat> league two, we've got Anne in Queen's Park, Cowden Beath, Brecon, Edinburgh City, Stirling Albion, Elgin, Stenhouse Muir, Stranra, Albion Rovers. Cowden Beath breaking, that's the relegation battle. Bottom against second bottom. I go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the, it's been those two teams in the last two or three years, hasn't it? Doing the bottom of that division. I know Cowden Beath haven't been doing too well. Aye. Breaking for that bad. Aye, breaking well, drops in the championship right now to the League One then. Aye, aye. Well, they came, they went last, last season, didn't it? But aye. obviously they should have been relegated, but, well, no relegated as such. They should have played in the Playoff, playoff. Uh, but that never happened. Uh, Cowden beef breaking. Get to see results. No they great. Both lost the last four. Aye on aye. And the Cowden beef at home. Yeah. On the basis of that, I'll go Cowden beef to. No, in fact, I'm going to go the draw. One one. One all. Aye. I was aye. thinking that. Stick with me. Uh-huh. and Fairland 1 0, Montrose against the Barton 2 0, and then Kevin and Beef breaking 1 0. Yeah. So let's get it back to 4 0 before Christmas. <laughs> That's the plan. With <laughs> that. <clears throat> um, I think we've managed to cover everything. Aye. Europe, the domestic arch in the Betfred Cup, the Scottish Cup, the women's game. Uh, oh, the only thing I was quite maybe quite to ask a pair of you because you weren't on last week Scotland World Cup draw. You think? Oh, the draw. 
decent. Oh, it's the I would it's the most across the board. I would say it's the most um, even group in the whole out them all because there is some obviously there's some tougher I think um, groups in there. But when you look at they probably couldn't get any better in the top two teams, but the bottom two teams it could have been a lot better. There's obviously mm-hmm. you look at England's group and England got both <laughs> Andorra and San Marino wow. both in their group. So two whipping boys there, whereas we have got the Pharaohs in Moldova, who are those two pots, especially Moldova. Moldova was easily the toughest Mm. team there, and and the Pharaohs are improving all the time, and they were near enough one of the the best or the better team that was in um, pot five. So across the board, and it it wouldn't surprise you that you you could make a, a case for. Moldova taking points off Israel at home. You can make a point of Moldova maybe taking points off us at home. But you can take you can take the case of we can very easily take points off Denmark at home. And we could take points off Austria. Yeah. Everybody in the group, I think, has got a wee chance of beating everybody. Whereas yeah. when you look at some of the other groups, you you know for a fact that Andorra and San Marino and England's group, the only time that they've got a chance of taking a point is when they play each other. Mm. Um, Hungary, Andorra, I think Hungary's in the group Poland's in the group but there's no way that Andorra's going to beat a Poland or beat a Hung- even a Hungary who are not, they're a decent team Hungary but they're not, San Marino's not going to beat Hungary but you look at our group and you think you know, yeah Moldova could beat Scotland and, oh, and the yeah. Pharaohs could take point at home, especially at home maybe not so much away from home you're looking at Scotland they'll beat Moldova at home they'll beat the Pharaohs at home they should beat Israel at home uh, but going away from home, they, they could slip up there. But it's it's fairly decent, and you're looking at second place. You're looking at playing for. You would still think Denmark have got that just that wee bit of quality with Christian Eriksen, um, two or three of the players that they've got that they might just have enough to take top spot. Austria hard to. Uh, David Alaba is one of the best in the world. Um, Marco Arnautovic I don't know if he's still playing for his country or no but on his day it can be different class it just depends on what kind of player you get with him um, yeah, I was saying last week they've got a lot of guys that play in the Bundesliga aye mm. Austria aye decent they're all decent um, I, rem- I remember Austria going into the last World Cup no so the was the, the Euros the World, World Cup the World Cup and they were a lot of people's um, outsiders kind of dark horses aye yeah a lot of people were tipping off and no material no they've kind of fell away a wee bit they were they were the kind of informed team in Europe that you were looking mm. at oh they could they were maybe they were never going to win I don't think they were going to win it but you were looking at them maybe sneaking to get to a semi-final or a Euros or a, a semi-final or a, a World Cup or that but they've kind of Fell back down the, the pecking order, but it's a decent draw for us. Right. Well, it is. And we've got Israel again, so that's, <laughs> an, that's another two games for me to get confused with them with Cyprus. So, <laughs> man, I, I, I read somebody's tweet that said death, taxes, and Scotland to get Israel, life certainties. Another boar fest. How many times? Well, this, I, once we play them in this, the two games, that'll be seven times yeah. in the last two years. There hasn't been a good game yet. I know. That's every, every one of them has been dying. Aye. 
the war been draw or something or the one 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 was it two years ago I think aye we beat over there did we not aye I think so yeah and then all the rest have been draws aye aye I think start in March so we've got a wee bit to go anyway Denmark, I mean, I've seen with Ericsson, apparently he's on a bit of a tough time Inter. There's talks yes. that he's getting solved. He's no um, player. He's no playing at all. Inter, he's, he's on the bench. He's not even been brought on. Did you see the thing at the weekend? I think Inter, I can't remember who they were playing, but um, the game was delayed. And they were saying it was going to cause a technical issues. And they were saying, aye, I think Conte's forgotten that he's put Ericsson in the starting lineup. <laughs> 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 he's just not been playing him. He, he's, he's been coming off the bench here and there now and again, but. No, so it happens though, and so often you see that happening. A player who's played in like another league, being absolutely fantastic and great, then you go over to another big team in another league, and they just can't get used to that system or that the way that league's played. Um, maybe not crazy. a conscious signing. I don't, you don't know. I think in Italy, maybe mm. it's more so the the chairman making the signings and the, the managers. So aye, he aye. Me as a, a Conte type player. I will see what happens anyway, but I think that's a wrap. We've covered it. Just before we go, I, just before we go, um, just a wee quick thing, just to say, um, I seen an interview with the lassie Beatty, the place for Arsenal in Scotland, and she came out saying that she's not been involved recently because uh, she found a lump um, and she had cancer. I thought that was really good. I thought it was really brave to come out and. You know, because you know what football is like. It's all about speculation, and it's oh, have they had a training ground fallout, or why are they no getting picked, and all that kind of thing. And I thought, fair play to the last year she's came out, she's being honest. You know what I mean? And it must have been a tough, tough time as well. So I mean, fair play to. Her. Aye, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for coming on, both of you. Absolutely, no problem. Been a and, pleasure uh, as always. Yeah, as always. Yeah, another enjoyable night. There's going to be a, there's going to be a lower league uh, review of the season so far. with Alec Graham on Wednesday that we're getting out, and then we'll have a podcast next week. I don't know whether that might be it for the year. We'll see. Good John, he's got a lot of guests that he can ask get lined up. He had a good guest yesterday, great guest. One of our heroes, Eon Jess. Aye, he was his birthday yesterday. So. Aye. Um, you got a few wee birthday messages and all that from players and stuff like that they played with. So still no listen to it yet, but I'm sure it'll be a cracker. I'll give that a listen. But, uh, aye, definitely. Sounds good. But, aye, thanks again. Cheers, guys. No worries. Cheers again. Cheers, Cheers later. Cheers. Cheers.